If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know how much I love a good productivity resource, especially when that resource is designed specifically for us as assistants. Office Otter integrates your messaging apps and email to capture tasks, then helps you streamline your workflow by allowing you to prioritize and rank them. In addition to these benefits, you can also create recurring tasks, turn a task into a task template, quantify and pull reports of all your work, how awesome is that, and so much more. The best part is you can sign up for free. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and get started. Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, how are you all doing today? So I'm just going to briefly start out by sharing kind of what life has been like this last week for me and why I did not record a podcast episode last week. So I had my entire week planned. I was really looking forward to the week. I was going to be doing some things for a corporate client. I was going to be meeting with my clients. I was going to be meeting with my members and my membership. And then my son contracted RSV over the weekend, my youngest eight-month-old. And so we were in the hospital with him for five nights. And I just decided that the podcast was going to have to be set aside. And I did this intentionally. I wanted to I wanted to prove to myself that the sky would not fall down if I didn't record a podcast episode. <laughs> and I also wanted to confront that perfectionist in me that told me that I had to record a podcast every week. And while I am certainly committed to that, I think that there are times that we have to set aside um, what we had planned to really embrace what is truly important for us in our lives. And my baby boy is one of the most important things in my life. I wanted to be present with him. I also wanted to prove to myself that the sky would not fall if I didn't record a podcast episode for you all this week, this last week. So that is why there is a podcast missing from last week. But it was an intentional choice that I made to spend time with my little baby. So I thank you all for your patience. I also just want to thank you for the outpouring of love and support I received. I emailed everybody on my email list last week and let them know, hey, I'm not going to be recording a podcast this week. Here's why. Here's what we're doing to take care of ourselves. Here's what we're doing to take care of our little baby. Um, Here's how my priorities have shifted this week. And the outpouring of love and support you guys are just so amazing. I'm so grateful that um, that you're in my community, that you're engaged with my content, that you are just so supportive and really, it just really blessed me the response to that email. So thank you for that. And it's also kind of ironic because this week at The Whole Assistant, we are focusing on letting go of perfectionism. And I've been planning on talking about this topic since January since January. And then this then this event came up that required me to set aside my perfectionist tendencies at a whole new level <laughs> and really show up for my son. Um, so I just find it so ironic that we're talking about perfectionism this month. And yeah, uh, so I'm also going to be talking about today things that I've let go of in 2022. And I'm going to make this an annual post. I'm going to, I'm going to like, post annually things that I look that have let go of in that year. I think it'll just very therapeutic for me to really reflect 
on what I've let go of over this last year. And I think it will help you as well. And I think it will help you kind of frame how to let go of certain things, how to let go of things that are no longer serving you so that you can embrace those things that will move you forward in your career and in life. So today, that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm just going to start out by sharing that we've had a lovely fall here in Denver and the leaves have been falling off the trees in my backyard. My um, my son, Alex, who's 14, came over and helped me like rake leaves along with my husband. And we were all out there raking and spending time in the leaves a couple of weeks ago. And I just love it. I love fall. I love the colors. I love how the trees let go of the leaves. And there was this one moment where I was driving down the road and I noticed that it was a windy day and the leaves were actually dancing on the road. It kind of looked kind of like a wave on the road. I've never seen anything like it before or since, but it was so beautiful, these leaves, as they danced on the on the road. And um, there was a time in my life where uh, I had just gotten divorced. I was living in Idaho. I was living with my parents at the time and I would go for walks and it was the middle of winter and the leaves like the trees were letting had let go of all their leaves except for this one tree in my parents neighborhood and every day i'd walk past that tree and i would just look at it and it just was so out of place because the tree hadn't let go of the leaves it was holding on to all of its leaves still when every other tree around it was clearly done for the winter like they'd clearly let go of all their leaves and this one tree just clung to its leaves and as I prayed, as I was walking, and I, I just felt like it was kind of revelatory for me that I needed to let go of some things in my life that were no longer serving me. Um, and so during that period of life, I've just, that just memory really sticks out for me that we need to be aware of the things that we need to let go of so that when spring comes, of course, we're going to go through winters. We're, we're going to go through those seasons that feel cold and we feel raw and bare. But then when spring comes, we'll be able to bloom again. We'll be able to grow those leaves again. We'll be able to really soak in the sun and really be able to live life to its fullest. So I'd walk by this tree every single day. And then one day I walked by and all the leaves were off of it. Finally. I mean, it had been a long time coming, like a long time. We were already in the winter months and... So um, I was just really fascinated and kind of proud of the tree for letting go of all of its leaves. And I felt like it was just a symbol of my life at that moment because I was letting go of so much. So I'm going to share three things that I've let go of this year in my life and what that looks like for me. And the first thing I've let go of is control. Now, as an organizer and a planner, I like to know what's coming. And if you've ever followed me, or if you followed me for any amount of time, you'll know how much I love to own my time. But sometimes this piece of me that I absolutely love crosses over into control. And maybe you can relate. So I've been working on this one for years, guys, and I have come a long, long way. I've given up people-pleasing. I've given up a lot of codependent tendencies I had through my 20s. Those tendencies are no longer an issue for me. I realize I can't control my executive, colleagues, family, friends. I can't control anybody else. My big challenge in 2022 was letting go of control as it relates to my children. <laughs> so at the time of this recording, I, I have a 14-year-old, a nearly three-year-old, and an eight-month-old. And back in May, my eight-month-old was only three months old. 
And our youngest went through COVID. He actually had COVID that he caught from our nanny. And I got to tell you, the mama bear in me, like it was so hard to watch my little baby kind of have a tough time breathing. We had to put him on albuterol for a little while. And that was really, really difficult. Um, And then again with RSV, just last week, like it's really hard when you've got little ones who are sick and you want to control all the things and you want to make it better. And then the perfectionism wears its ugly head and, and you start to judge yourself and I should have done this differently and we should have tested our nanny more. We should have like had had made sure that he didn't go to daycare the week when we knew that there was lots of RSV at daycare, like all the things that pop up for us whenever our kids get sick, right? And then also I have a nearly three-year-old. So Um, our oldest little baby (laughs) is going to be three in December. And when he, he's at the place right now where he wants to do everything himself. And sometimes he can't do things and he'll often throw fits. And I try to mitigate them as much as I can. But at the end of the day, I can't control how he's going to respond. I can't control how he's going to show up or what he's going to do. And I've, it's been hard for me to let go of that piece. And also like I was pushing him through target one day and he wanted to go down a specific aisle, but the aisle was really full of people. So I just went by the aisle. He's like, no mommy. And he like, he started throwing a tantrum right in the middle of target and I couldn't check out. I I had things in my cart. I just put them all back on the shelves and then we left with everybody staring at us and the, the, what other people think, like I've let go of that a long time ago. I don't need to control what they think. But um, my goodness, my little boy was just kind of throwing a tantrum in the middle of Target. And it's hard for me. It's hard for me as a mom because I want my kids to be happy and I want them to be healthy. And I know that like I can't control those things. I can't control whether or not they get sick and I can't control whether or not my son throws a tantrum in the middle of Target, right? So letting go of that new layer of control with my kids has been a challenge. And then also with the 14-year-old as he becomes older, it's like, you know, he's trying to like exert his independence and all of that. And I, I want to guide him. I'm just his bonus parent, not just a bonus parent, but like, um, I've known him been a part of his life since he was five years old. And I've seen this little boy grow into a young man and it's it's very interesting like like how I want to protect him and what the things I want to do for him that will help him but he can't see it right now because he's a teenager right so it's just very fascinating to me to see and kind of watch and observe my brain (laughs) with my kids as they get older and as they are dealing with uh, what they're dealing with either health issues or becoming a more independent three-year-old or becoming a more independent 14-year-old, right? So control, I've let go of a lot this year. I've had to because it's just not serving me to try and control anybody. And honestly, letting go of control has allowed me to show up more present, more from a place of love and understanding and curiosity. Because whenever we're trying to control, we don't have any space for curiosity, So actually showing up in curiosity has helped with my three-year-old in particular, because I can actually have a conversation with him when he starts to go offline. (laughs) He'd be like, okay, use your words, take a breath. What's going on? What do you want? Um, We can talk about things a little bit better than if I'm trying to get him to stop throwing the tantrum or stop acting the way he's acting, right? So um, 
and also holding those boundaries with him too. Like, you know, there are certain things that are acceptable and there are certain things that are not. <laughs> and, um, and I can still show up from a place of total love and compassion with him instead of from a place of trying to control. So that's the first thing I've let go of as I've gone through 2022. The second thing I've let go of that is very, very recent for me, but has been very, very profound is letting go of hurry and rushing and acting from a frantic energy. So I woke up one day about a month ago and just decided I am done with operating from a place of hurry. I am done with operating from a place of frantic energy. I am just not going to do it anymore. And I think that I developed over the last four years the habit of hurry. And a lot of us are in the habit of hurry. Many of us equate hurrying or frantic energy with productivity. I'm going to say that again because I think this will be really revelatory for a lot of us. Many of us equate hurrying or frantic energy operating from that place, we mistake that with actual productivity. But the two are completely different. Productivity has to do with the amount you produce, the quality and the amount you produce, right? It has nothing to do with the energy by which you produce it from. So I have built this habit of hurrying over the last two to four years with Whole Assistant and also as I've had my babies. So I had my first child back in 2019. I started Whole Assistant in the at the end of 2019 was when I had my first baby. I started Whole Assistant um, in April of 2018. And ever since then, I have been trying to really maximize my time right? And on last week's podcast episode or the last podcast episode I produced, I talked about trading value for money, not time for money. And I brought up the question of how can I add more value in less time? And that question has served me well, and it has really allowed me to maximize my productivity. But as a side effect of that, also, I've noticed that I'm operating from a more frantic place or from a more hurried place. Like because I'm trying to optimize everything all the time, my brain automatically goes to, okay, so how can I maneuver myself around this car so that I can get here faster so that I can, like that's just how my brain tends to operate and it's become habitual. And I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I've decided I'm going to add calm into that equation of trading value for money, not time for money. And I'm going to add calm and focused energy to that equation. So the question then becomes, how can I add more value in less time and from a more more focused and calmer place? So for me right now, as I work in a more focused, calm energy, this looks like being present with myself throughout the day. I actually check in with myself more throughout the day and I ask myself how I'm doing. (laughs) I ask myself what energy I'm operating from. And if it's frantic energy, that's that's a good indicator to me that I just need to slow down. I need to take a breath. I need to take a step back. And I need to talk myself back from that, right? And I've also decided to go to more yoga throughout my week. I've incorporated a yoga practice just over the last couple weeks. I didn't do last week because I was in the hospital with my son, but prior to that, I had I had started to work on a routine with yoga just to get 
back in my body, just to become more acquainted with myself, just to slow down. And by slow down, I don't mean be less productive. I don't mean that we don't hustle or work hard or anything like that. I'm talking, this is more energetic. I'm talking about the energy you're deciding to show up for your day from. And so um, I also take time once or twice a week in the evenings to read or meditate. And I'm taking walks where I don't bring my phone and I spend some time in prayer instead. So an example of myself when I was in frantic energy, this is how much I was really focused on optimizing everything (laughs) is driving. So I would jockey for the optimal place for me to drive. So if there were two lanes in particular, like if one lane's moving faster, I move over here. If I notice a bus up there that's going to stop, I move over to the left-hand lane so that I can get around it, so that I can keep going, so that I can make it to the office on time, so that I can get more done, like all the things, right? And I'm just done with that, guys. I'm just done. Now it's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll get stuck behind a slow car. And instead of allowing my brain to go to that jockeying for the best place position so that I can move on and and get where I need to go, I will actually allow myself to stay there as an intentional exercise that helps me realize the sky won't come falling down if I do not make to my destination two minutes earlier, right? Like really kind of being intentional about the habits we're creating throughout our day and what energy we're creating those habits from is super important if we want peace in our lives. And I am all about productivity. I am all about really working hard and getting things done. But I think we can do it in a way that will serve us and that will allow focus and peace instead of operating from a place of frantic energy and from a place of like fear and I have to get this done or else or or from just like a negative headspace, right? There's a way to do it and I'm figuring it out and I'll report back on how to do this probably in January when we talk about productivity, which I'm super excited about about how we can operate from a place of peace and focus instead of from a place of needing to always be 100% in go mode all the time and needing to be in frantic energy. Okay, um, so yeah, that's another thing that I have let go of is operating from a place of hurry and rushing and frantic energy. And the last thing I let go of this year is really significant and it's very personal as well. And I do have permission to share what I'm about to share with you. But the last thing I've let go of in 2022 is letting go of my marriage, which may be kind of surprising for some of you. For others of you, those of you in my membership and whatnot, it's not going to be surprising because things have come up where I've been able to share some personal stories um, with regards to all of this. But the last couple of years, my husband and I have been going through it. I think since COVID hit, we've hit a rough patch. And I almost left once before, back in 2020, but I decided I had work to do on myself first. And my goal with the work I wanted to do on myself was to become happy first, and then from that happy, more empowered place, be able to decide whether or not I wanted to stay or leave. Because happiness is is determined by the thoughts that we think and how we choose to show up for ourselves. It's not determined by any outside circumstance, and I kind of wanted to prove that to myself. Now, 
I wasn't going through an abusive relationship or anything like that. If that is not what I'm saying, I'm not saying that you should stay in the relationship if it's abusive or anything like that. I'm not even saying that you should stay in a relationship if you don't want to stay in a relationship. What I'm saying that is that for me, I wanted to become happy before I left my marriage. I wanted to work on myself and get to a place where I could be happy with the marriage and with my husband before I decided to leave. And I wanted to be intentional with my decision as opposed to feeling trapped by my circumstances, as opposed to feeling like I had to get out or I was just going to die or I couldn't breathe anymore and I just had to leave. Um, And I really also wanted to like my reason for leaving. And had I left in 2020, I wouldn't have liked my reason for leaving because my reason for leaving in 2020 was to just escape. I didn't think that that was a good enough reason for me at that moment. Now, in my first marriage, when I left my first marriage, I hadn't discovered thought work yet. I hadn't discovered coaching yet. I hadn't worked on myself at this level yet. And I just did want to get away, right? But having gone through that experience and had that experience and now being in this place where I really was trying to work on myself and was trying to improve myself and really trying to improve how I think about things and really adopting thought work as a way that I could level up and be happy regardless of my circumstances. That was work that I really wanted to do on myself. And um, I I did that work. I became happy. And I let go of trying to make my husband Jose happy as well. And it felt really amazing and empowering. And I think also, I didn't realize it, but I think that there was some codependent tendencies um, in our relationship where I was always trying to make him happy. And I didn't realize that that was a dynamic until I started working on myself in our relationship. And then like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense, right? Like that I'm, that I would want to leave because he's never happy <laughs> and I'm trying to make him happy. But I actually did that work on myself and I really grew a lot through over the last couple of years. So when I decided to leave in 2022 and this year, I decided to leave for reasons that I really, really like. And one of those reasons is I'm not going to do life with someone who's hard on himself and everyone around him. And um, I'd managed to fully accept and love Jose for who he is. And Jose was at a place in his journey where he was stuck in constant negativity and blaming everyone and everything around him for his negativity. And he also kind of had this, this uh, mentality where he was approaching life as a victim to it. And I just decided that I was, that I was not going to live in a relationship like that, 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 that that wasn't something that I was willing to do. And, um, I approached a decision from a place of being happy in that moment. I was truly happy with who I was in that moment. And I truly love my husband and I knew I could also be happy alone if that makes any kind of sense. I know it does to some of you and others of you, this may be blowing your mind, but I just decided that, um, that if I could be happy either way, which way did I want? Like if I could be happy with him or without him, which way did I want to go? And then it becomes an issue of like, what do I want? What ultimately, what do I want? And so ultimately I separated because I wanted to. And I know that's hard for a lot of us to wrap our heads around and it may seem selfish to some of us, but honestly, I got to the place where I was like, oh, if I can do this either way, if I can do life either way, and if I can decide to be happy either way, which way do I want to go here? I just decided that I think I wanted to be separated (laughs) and it wasn't from a place of a desperation or from a place of 
like a needy place at all. I let go of Jose from a place of total love for him, from a place of total love for myself, and from a place of total empowerment. So back in July, I bought a place close by so that we could easily co-parent, and I moved out. And honestly, this was a wake-up call for Jose. And Jose started going to counseling. He also hired a coach. I'm a big fan of both counseling and coaching. I've got my counselor. I've also got a coach as well. Um, he, he hired a coach, um, and he started showing up differently. And I didn't leave with the expectation that he would show up differently. I had fully accepted who he was as a human, and I had no intention of trying to change him. And I would say to everyone, do not leave if you expect your husband to change and come back, because that is not how things work. (laughs) You need to leave for you and for reasons that you really like. And then if your husband decides to come back, it's a different thing entirely. Like if he decides to do the work for him, that's a different thing entirely. So Jose has started going to counseling. He's hired a coach. Um, and he started showing up differently and he's learned how to let go as well, how to let go of feeling like a victim, how to take control, how to take ownership of his life. All the things I talk about on this podcast, he has decided to invest in himself in coaching so that he can have those transformations for himself as well. He's also more present with our kids. I was doing a lot of solo parenting when, um, before we had separated and now we we share the kids 50-50. Uh, and he's also more present with me. And he's taken ownership of his life instead of falling victim to it. And I've noticed a strong desire for him to create safety and honesty in our relationship moving forward, regardless of whether or not we get back together. And so I think we're now intending <laughs> to come back together and are currently having discussions about what this could look like for us in our relationship. And we've also just signed up for a coaching program for couples. Um, we're going to look at reinventing our relationship as well. So I let go of my marriage and it was a surprise and it was a blessing that my husband decided to do the work he's doing on himself for himself. And we are actually considering getting back together. So good news there. Um, and yeah, so those are three things that I've given up over this last year. And it's been quite an intense year, as you can imagine. I'm just going to kind of review what those things are. So I've given up control, letting go of control, uh, especially when it comes to my kids. And I feel like this one is just such a journey for all of us, especially as assistants, when we want to make things good for our executive and organizations. We want to make thing good, things good for our family. We want to we make things good for our partners. And We do that often at our own expense. So actually letting go of the control and being more present and being more curious, like letting go of control opens up so much more possibility than being stuck in things, having to show, having to happen a certain way in that perfectionist mentality. And we're going to be covering a lot of that this month in my membership too. And so really get letting go of the perfectionist things within us, letting giving up some of that perfectionism and control within us so that we can show up differently in our lives and for those that we care about as well. So we talked about letting go of control this year for me. We talked about letting go of hurry and rushing and that frantic energy. And I also talked about letting go of my marriage. And um, 
yeah, as I said before, my husband said that I have total permission to share our story with you and what we've kind of been going through. And I share it because I feel like it could help someone. So, um, so if that's you, I want to hear from you, please feel free to email me at Annie at holeassistant.com and let me know guys. And I also want to hear from you to let me know about what you've let go of this year about some things that you've let go of. Maybe you've let go of a bad work situation. Maybe you've let go of the idea that you have to stay in your current role. Maybe you've let go of the idea that you want to be an assistant for forever. Maybe you've let go of uh, the idea that you want to work in a certain environment for forever. Like whatever it is, I want to know about it. So please email me at annie at holeassistant.com. And that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the whole assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role use your voice and stand in your power. This membership is for you. Go to holeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.